Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Hey, my <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we haven't talked to you so long. I know. <laughs> We're sorry that this uh, this episode is a little late because Tally and I are both working bees and we got a lot of shit going on right now. I was out of town. You're going to be out of town. Like a lot's, a lot's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Tally was out of town in Texas. Yeehaw. Waiting. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah did you actually have to wear any like you wore converse from what I saw on the yeah it wasn't cowboy boots so. no I was really hoping for cowboy boots because I wanted to wear like a cute pair but no, my friends aren't really like that down there they're like punk rockers so they when I when I thought cowboy boots my friend Nikki that got married she was like what <laughs> I would never wear cowboy boots you're like so, damn it <laughs> Sorry, I thought maybe we no. Okay, she's like, uh, no, Converse. It's all I ever wear. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, oh, fine. Yeah, I'll just have to wear this in my ten gallon hat somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was a good time. It was nostalgic to go home. Um, so much so to the point that I didn't do anything or see anybody, and just kind of, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was like because because I've been there you know I grew up there so it wasn't like I had to I don't need to go see things see the sights or anything yeah but it would have been nice to like at least we went out like once or twice and that was that was really it but one actually but but um yeah yeah so it was good I mean just I worked because if I'm working from home here What's the difference? Can work from home anywhere. I know. Now I'm like, where else can I work from? Or can not work from. Or not work. I know. Like, what tropical island can I go to? Well, you can join me down in the canyon. Then <laughs> you, you have, won't be able to work. No, you have a really exciting trip coming up. Are you gonna tell? Are you gonna tell people? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be helping my sister, who's an ichthyologist, or uh, studies fish for the USGS. Um, she has a volunteer project down in the Little Colorado River this time. We're going to be hiking down, uh, down to the Little Colorado River and basically pack rafting to different sites for four or five days, somewhere around there, um, and then hiking out. So that'll be nice, and I'll be excited to try some of the roller skate parks out in Flagstaff. So Are you gonna? I'm gonna try. Nice. I I did it. I signed up for these roller skate fitness classes on Saturday morning and then I took a hill bombing clinic um, through Denver Roller Skates uh, 
on Saturday. So I'm slightly less scared to go down hills fast, but I'm still chicken shit for the most part. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Because roller skates are really scary, especially being in your 30s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds terrifying. So does a an roller skating exercise class, like I feel like I'll just chip a tooth or break a wrist or something. She didn't, uh, Brittany did make us do some push-ups in our roller skates, which you, it's not hard. You just are on your toe stops, but I was yeah. like, I was not expecting to exert this much energy in my upper body and my arms are sore because I haven't worked out in forever. So, <laughs> so is it, um, so that's here in Colorado, the, yeah, that, Oh, the, the roller skate class. Yeah. 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 So it, that is through my roller skate fitness class, shout out to, um, the, uh, it's called Colorado skate fitness, I believe. What? No, um, I really want skates. And then Denver skates, uh, is, uh, is that Oscar? Yeah. Tom just um, got home. Uh, I was also trying to wait for song to go before we started recording, but and I was like, cause I know that was going to happen. So Oscar's I like, maybe we can, we can always edit this out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, Denver roller skates, uh, does classes and meetups and stuff like that. So it was a good time out in Wash Park. So, oh, fun. Yeah. So I'm going to try and some skate park while I'm out. All right. I'm going to have to get my, those skates, but they're like 300 bucks. They're worth it though. They're, are they a good investment? So it is. Yeah, Oscar, oh, Oscar, 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 Daddy's home. I know. Go get him. Go get him. Yeah, go. No, 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 no. Don't come to me. I, I know he's home. He. We have this thing where we have to go down together to greet. Do you want to? Do you need to pause this? I, I think we might go greet Tom. We might need to pause this. Pause okay. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Um, so today's episode, I know we just, uh, experienced a full moon this past weekend, the pink moon, but, uh, today's episode is mostly going to be surrounding Beltane, which is coming up this, this weekend on May 1st or May Day. May Day, May Day. Did you do anything for the pink moon? Um, I did not. I was kind of wiped out other than. Yeah, we're working I with skated, I, I skated all day on Saturday and so I was just pretty wiped out. And nice. I mean, I did a scary movie night, which is a traditional thing with me and my friend on Saturdays. We usually watch some horror movies out in her backyard. So maybe soaked up some moonshine. New moon, New moon that, energy. Uh, yeah. So but I um couple full moons ago I did do what Lizzie our previous guest has talked about and made moon moon moonshine or moon liquor you so did I, yeah so I, I I need to use that um just been very very busy unfortunately yeah work yeah I didn't do anything I was like recovering from travel and I yeah I didn't. Yeah, you had just gotten back, so. Yeah, I was, I'm still just exhausted, even though it's 
you know, not, not like it did much. It's just, you're not in the comforts of your own home. So I just was curious if you did anything. I did not, I didn't even, well, it was cloudy here. So you couldn't even see mm-hmm. the moon until like the morning. And I wasn't yeah. going to wake up at like four in the morning to see. <laughs> so. And I will like to be honest, like, you know, with our viewers and everybody, like, you know, I, it's kind of like what our friends at um, Ouija boards and Midnight Mergs had talked about beforehand um, on their own personal life was just, you know, not sometimes feeling connected to your practice. Like I haven't really, um, you know, done a lot of ritual or anything. And, you know, it's just a nice little byproduct of COVID and being exhausted. So yep. You know, to be honest, it's just not feeling super connected with the practice, which is okay. You know, like we totally. give ourselves the the grace of, you know, sometimes you just need to relax on the couch. And both of us are just got uh, our second dose of the vaccine. So, you know, it's just like recovering from things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. You don't have to, I, I always feel like that too. Like we have to have this pressure to be something that's like, no, we're just normal human beings. Like sometimes I don't want to do anything, but sit on the couch and eat popcorn and watch something stupid on TV. And exactly. that's my ritual well, for the night. <laughs> and it was interesting. Cause I was talking to my friend recently who actually gifted me a bunch of her, um, you know, occult or Wicca books and stuff like that. She's like, you know, I'm just really not into it or I'm not really ritual based and stuff like that. She's like, I don't know if I'm really a witch. And, you know, I was like, well, what do you think like makes a witch? And we were talking about that. And I was just asking her, you know, what she thinks a witch is, which is obviously a lot of people think about oh, you have to do like these elaborate rituals and do all these things and garner all these, you know, like cauldrons and herbs and whatever. And um, wear crystals in your bra. Exactly. (laughs) And I was just like, you don't have to do any of that. Like literally, I was like, what do you like to do? And she was talking about how she loves to garden and stuff like that. And like, um, was to you know take care of people I'm like because you're a healer like you don't have to like you know do all this crazy stuff like you know witchcraft is very Instagram worthy right now and you know people make it look super pretty and you know that's not the essence of it at its core and like you have to do all these things and do this ritual bath with these elaborate herbs and candles and especially on a specific day or a specific time you're like yes sabbats are like on a specific day but like just because it's you know new moon energy isn't calling you right on the day of the new moon but like somewhere like a week or two later it is what it is it's more important for you to do it when you're feeling it because that's when your energy is highest yeah and you do it then not like, oh, but it doesn't correspond with the new or the full moon and it's not going to go right. So like, no, just do it when you feel like it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but with that, yeah. So we're talking about in Beltane, May 1st, May Day. Um, So I actually looked up some uh, background and history about 
uh, Beltane, and it's all revolved around uh, Belenus or Bel, which is um, this Celtic god who is normally has, it's, is symbolized by a horse and a wheel. He kind of reminds me of Apollo, like, you know, going across the sky in his chariot or something. Yeah. Being almighty. Um, but uh, so he loosely tra translates to shiny God um, and that just epitomizes the sun and things like that, because this is I'm the sorry, part where- hold on a second. <laughs> What'd you get? Beer? What is this amazing thing I just put in my mouth? It's like strawberry, raspberry. Oh man. What it's is not Tom's D, everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's this amazing thing I just put in my mouth? You just Tom's put in my mouth. Beer tastes like <laughs> strawberry. Strawberries and cream, Mr. Frodo. Strawberries and cream. <laughs> It's, oh, um, that's right. Tom has seen the Lord of the Rings, so never drink? mind. Yeah. Don't you have, didn't you have a guest on that's a drink? We did, yes. She oh, makes wait, drinks. Wait. That's a drink for what your show. It? This is a drink for the show, right? I get to have this? Yes, you do. What is it? Tell me, Tom. You come here. with the flavor. Come here. Well, I, it tastes like raspberry. Tom, you have to talk into the microphone once It's again. also foamy, like it's a Guinness, but I don't know if it's like, if he did like a Lambique Guinness or I something. I did exactly do so. Okay. Well, you want to talk into the mic and tell everybody what Talking you Talking to the microphone. Yes, I did. It's, yes. Lam it's Lambique Frambois, and then it's Guinness. Because hmm. Guinness oh. and uh, Frambois have different specific gravities so they do float like a half and half or a black and tan would do wow then, tom look at you being so intuitive with beltane and finding that balance between two entities the dark and the light the dark and no. the light or like you know balance of the sun it's true i agree and when i created it years ago <laughs> i called it a neapolitan but i bet it could have a better name because oh, it tastes and looks like Neapolitan ice cream with, uh, as you can see, the vanilla top. Yeah. And the Guinness is in the middle and the Lambic is dark because it's raspberry, but it's yeah, in but there you if you hold it to a light. Know. So you, you can, I can see it. I know. I was trying to see if Erica could see it, but I, I can't see it, but that's okay. I trust that's your words, Tom. <laughs> so it's a Thank delicious you. after dinner drink. I always sold them, made fat cash off them too. Aww. <laughs> So enjoy your podcasting. It's not your, because uh, Tom B tastes like strawberries and cream, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Mr. Frodo, who's because you wouldn't get that because you haven't watched the Lord of the Rings, Tom. Yeah, he doesn't know who Frodo is. Oh my god, he's never read the books, or he confuses Frodo with like characters Harry. in Harry Potter. No, oh my god, I know. Yes, Dunkeldorf. No, Dunkeldorf. <laughs> Dusseldorf. He's like, oh yeah, Dunkeldorf. <laughs> I know who that is. I know Dunkle, Dunkledorf and Snape the Snake. Snape. Yeah. I know Snape's. Snape is a good guy. Yeah, he was in Die Hard. He was in Die Hard. You're right. He was. He was. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, well, I'll good. go. Let you all. Bye. Erica. Bye. Adios. It was nice seeing you, Tom. Nice seeing you too, Erica. Bye, <laughs> Doug. Okay, sorry. About You're going to have so much fun editing this up.
<laughs> so funny. I didn't, um, I thought it was just a sip of something he made, but no. It it's mine. really all yours, babe. It's all mine. It's all mine. I don't remember. <laughs> Raspberries for Belton. I know. I don't remember where you were either. Well, you were just starting, you were talking about the chariot and so oh, yeah but he reminds me of apollo and the chariot in the sky you know bringing it sunshine and happiness it's sunshine and lollipops <laughs> i don't know how the rest of that song goes um, i don't even know the song i think it's from the 50s or 60s i don't know i i say that like as if you were born during that time but you were not so um but anyway, so he, uh, Bellinus uh, translates loosely to shiny god, is depicted with a wheel and a horse normally. So yes, the chariot. Um, and it's kind of interesting with this because the wheel to me personally symbolizes, okay, like the wheel of the year, we're finally turning like back into light you know, we're getting more sunshine than dark. We're coming out of winter. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Although for us, all of us in Colorado, it does not feel like we're coming out of winter because it keeps fucking snowing all the goddamn time. I thought about you when you're like, it's fine. I can start gardening and planting seeds outside. I'm like, mm-hmm. somebody still hasn't learned her lesson. Oh, also, sorry. My, uh, my U.S like my microphone wasn't all the way plugged in or something so now I'm in so it probably sounded really shitty for the first you're in in now 20 minutes yeah now I guess the seeds that I planted were um (laughs) I'm trying my like literally the fifth time at freaking root vegetables I swear to god if they don't take this time they're cold hardy yeah but I do have I should say I would because I am a weirdo and I say hello to my plants every single day when I get home from work. As you should. I'm just like, you're doing great. You're growing a lot. I'm really proud of you. You have to give them a lot of encouragement. Um, I do have some, I think I have some radishes finally popping up. The carrots, I think are bunk, which makes me really sad. I have no problems growing carrots here. So me, me, me. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe my seeds are bad. I don't or know. Or radishes. Yeah. Cause they should like, you can plant radishes like five times or more really like they'll pop up within a week or two. And then you can just plant more seeds. Like you can continuously do it. I don't know, but like the beets, I don't think have done too much either, which I'm again, an 80 year old woman. So I want my beets. I want my so, beets. Anyway. I want my beets. Um, and then I also planted some, oh, these don't come up. I swear to God, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> what is? I it? got these amazing gray poppies for my <gasps> garden. Wait, gray? Yeah, gray poppies. I'm gonna be pissed if they don't come up. Where did you get them? Uh, botanical interest. They came up. They have sprouted in the planting container that I planted them in. They have not sprouted. An actual ground, but that ground is mostly mulch and some other shitty stuff anyway. So I kind of was just like, here you go. Let's see. Poppies are pretty hardy, I feel like. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll they see what happens. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're this is Beltane is all about 
celebrating spring in this sense. So we're talking to our plants, we're making sure our plants grow. Well, and, and that it's like, we're halfway to summer. We're all like, Thank that's, God. that's, that's Beltane. <laughs> like we're halfway there and that it's the same uh, thinning of the veil. Halfway there. I know. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Put that song in. But that, this is also the equivalent thinning of the veil as we see in October. Mm-hmm. For Except, Yeah. So we're like now entering sunshine, spring like yeah but this is also a thinning time mm-hmm. as yeah. well so yeah it's like a transition yeah like, I yeah. didn't know if you were going to talk about that because I will tell you my light switch in the hallway is just goes nuts right now like worse than usual oh so when we're talking about transitions and thinning veil, and because you have a ghost in your house yeah oh and the cat last night was in sit like art I've never seen him push out as far as his body and neck could to like look around into the hall and his eyes were black like so large let's not be weird and creepy and freak everybody out but he's like I am (laughs) I'm serious and like arced over and his tail got real poofy and big and his eyes were gigantic and they were like pitch black and he's just staring at something and I'm like go play with the ghosty go get him no don't go play with the ghosty I have to remind myself I'm never sleeping over at your house (laughs) it's not as bad as my place in downtown Denver it's fine my archaeologist friend that would stay there, she's like, Tally, don't be offended. I don't want to stay here anymore because I feel like people are staring at me. I was like, oh, they're fine. They live in the closet. They just come and go. They're just, they don't know who you are. So they were just looking at you to see, you know, who you are. And she's like, yeah, not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I'd probably be in the camp of your friend. <laughs> I talk a big game, but I'm really really scared actually. I know it's you're you, you're the like horror queen watching all the horror movies I'll watch them because I know usually they, nothing know. happens I yeah it's hard for me to watch paranormal stuff because it, paranormal stuff I I happens. laugh at when I see it but when I'm home alone I'm like I scared I'm so again. scared yeah I get I I love horror movies but I do get scared yeah, anyway sorry I, I'm all excited about two thinning of the veils that happened the veils. Um, apart well no I guess it's not it oh yeah yeah it is is it what what month are we in <laughs> we're at the end of April it's <sighs> April at the time of this recording is the April 28th it's the 20th of April I'm trying to think of Tolkien are you talking uh, on a Wednesday Morgan Freeman in the Shire, <laughs> in the Shire. um what what were you trying to get at I don't know I'm just talking over (laughs) you like an asshole (laughs) sorry continue on with your story and then and then I'll okay later everybody we're talking about Bellinus or you know (laughs) the the god bell we got the we got the horse we got the wheel we got the sun he's shiny and gold it's great 24 carat in the air (laughs) um supposedly uh he dates to the third century from celtic mythology but i could totally see it being even 
earlier than that. Um, uh, he is the patron deity of Aquila. It's this town in Italy. I don't know, or it's in it's an Italian town. Uh, so that's kind of interesting that like it you now transcends a, a far region, I should say. Um, yeah, I always think of it as more like Germanic and um Scandinavian I think it's mostly because he is equated to Apollo because they overlap as far as fertility and healing and so um that's a lot of like you know with Romans and everything like that like having Apollo maybe that's why it was able to transition so far over um but I I thought that that was really interesting um and that also he um has the association of henbane which is a herb um which is a delirium drug of course uh, because it grew in the environments that the druids were living in um and the the species name is not it translates loosely to uh, Belaninicum. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Sorry, everybody. Latin is not my language. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's that's not its scientific name, but it can be translated to that of Belaninicum, which is a use for henbane and stuff like that. So um, I can't remember if we talked about that. It was on my list when we talked about witchy gardens, but I don't know that we henbane. I don't know. I don't think we did. Do you have notes that we didn't cover? I I do because I realized quickly that I was look. I was thinking like, oh, if you want a witchy garden, here's what you can put in your witchy garden. These are the witchiest of the witchy and not that like any of them really can be because, you know, I don't know, I think any herbs and I think if you have a garden, you're witchy anyway, but, um, but then you took on the idea of what's in our gardens personally. Mm -hmm. And so then you kept asking me what I had in my garden. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm just saying what you can have in your garden. And so we went off on like what we want in our garden or currently planting in our garden or about to plant in our garden. So it went that direction. So I, I don't it in a literal sense. So you took but... it in a literal sense. I took it in a, like what you can plant, like, what are the witchiest plants to plant? Okay. I was like, like, much like Beltane, we balance each other out. Yeah. So it's all good. But it's interesting because it's a delirium drug, uh, it combines with other uh, psychoactive uh, plants like deadly nightshade or our very best friend, Datura, which we both have in our gardens. I, just, I thought that was really fun. I don't know. I was just like, oh my God, all the similarities. Um, but mostly these traditions of Beltane um, were performed with, uh, so usually there would be bonfires that would be lit um, and 
technically there would be two they would drive the cattle through and so one is like prosperity and fertility and one's for purification and so they would drive the cattle through between the two fire pits to like increase the fertility i guess this is not a practice that is it's not practiced as of today very commonly i should say mm -hmm. um, but people do like fires and things like that, which reminds me of a quick little story of, um, I'm probably going to butcher the name. It reminds me of my youth with Sharshu uh, Shunbi Suri, which is the right up against the Persian New Year of Norwuth. Could you um, see the name again? Because your um, audio is getting, you're getting oh, funky. Oh, no. Yeah. Is this better? Yeah. What did you just okay. do? So <laughs> it reminds me of a short story um, of my youth. Sharshu uh, Shunabi, Suri, or which is right up against the Persian New Year, which is the Persian New Year is Norwuz, but it's like the previous Wednesday or Tuesday, I think, before this New Year, which is um, the Persian New Year, which is March 20th. Um, but it reminds me, uh, me and my friend, um, who is her dad's from Iran, they took us to a Persian New Year festival and we would be jumping over. They had like these little bonfires lit and nothing like, you know, I don't know, seven to 10 year olds. <laughs> hey, children, jump over a fire. Jump it's over fine. the fire. It's fine. fine. Um, so we would jump over these fire pits. Um, so it's like letting in the light. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun as a child. I made it out just fine. I didn't burn the shit out of my legs, but um, that is like a, an over 3000 year old tradition. So I thought that was kind of fun just to see kind of what other cultures, while it's not necessarily on like May 1st, have same principles of like, okay, we're coming out of winter, right. we're like lighting the, the fires and, you know, we're bringing in the light, we're absorbing the light. Um, Cause it's all about a celebration of light and also yes, fertility, but like just growth in general, it doesn't obviously have to be the creation of another life form on no, this just, planet. No, just, yeah, growth. Growth in general. Yeah. So, um, and but it's called Beltane because it translates to fires of Bell, which is Bellinus, as we talked about previously. Yeah. Um, so you want to light a fire at least for like a ritual on the first. Yes. I think that would be a really good, or even have like friends over and celebrate with like a fire pit. If that's your shtick. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really fun. Um, you can also celebrate with the maypole, which uh, I think we all kind of think of midsummer I don't know I think of midsummer with that but like various ribbons and usually the women or the girls grab the wind grab the ribbons and go in a certain pattern to weave a specific design um it's really cool when you see it's like braided because you go in and out between each other like outside and it's just in. around this maypole yeah yeah um so I think that I don't know, even if you could just do like a miniaturized version, that would be interesting. Um, 
and then also like flower everything like that you know pertains to flowers so there's like flower crowns that you can weave and make um there's also things called may baskets which are baskets filled with flowers and good intention and goodwill and usually you gift those either like as a surprise or you know face-to-face -face, uh, gifting to people who are in need of care. So if somebody's sick or, you know, like, I mean, like depression or whatever, um, you can gift people these, these baskets of goodwill and flowers and just bring, that allows them to set up, you know, like spring inside and stuff like that and bring that into their home, which I think is like, the home is kind of like, heart right so it's where right. all the action happens so i thought that was really cool yeah um, and then whoa i just sounded like a preview as a child because i was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um and then also so i mean these traditions have been around for a really really long time uh, obviously things fall in and out of tradition, but um, I guess they, um, people, I should say, brought it back in 1988 in Edinburgh. Um, and they started like lighting the fires of Beltane and things like that to create a sense of community and appreciation um, and to kind of appreciate the cyclical nature of the year the, the wheel of the year, you know, we're coming now into almost summer. Like I said, thank God. Um, and things have grown into, so this is uh, now where it's grown into the Beltane Fire Festival at Calton Hill in Scotland. Nice. And every year it's held at the UNESCO World Heritage Site at Calton Hill. Really? This is, yeah, this is the, my my fun little piece of archaeology. Oh, so there's really? some old buildings on the top of the, it's like a hill that you can see like all around. You can see like locks and other things like that. Um, so it's really high up. You can see a lot. And there's like the parliament build a, a parliament building on there and some other monuments. Um, but I guess that it was dated back to 1456 when. Uh, James II was able to charter this land out so people could do like tournaments and other things um, and just like have like the community participate, I guess, in whatever they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. and eventually a monastery was built up there. I thought this was kind of fun. Uh, a monastery was once built there and then abandoned, but in 1560, it was converted or it was abandoned in 1560 and in 1591 was converted to a hospital for lepers. Oh, so, <laughs> I thought that was, it's just like, oh, fun. Let's just put all the people who are losing appendages like in this one spot. <laughs> They'll be fine in the monastery. Just stick them up in the castle. <laughs> Away from everybody else. <laughs> Away from everybody else. Oh but they... I mean, obviously archaeology didn't really exist back then, but I could, they, they assume because it was this hill that was kind of at the top and you could see, you know, it's kind of like a fortress, like um, being a Southwest archaeologist, it reminds me of like platform mounds and things like that, where 
you want the advantage of being able to see um, mm -hmm. far distances that there was probably, they think that there was a hill fort built up there, a prehistoric hill fort built at the top of this um, Calton Hill in Scotland. So, um, but I think so much other things are already built there that still exist, especially with this Beltane Fire Festival, because there's kind of like this like Acropolis looking structure that's up there. Oh, um, that that's where they do their fire festival. Um, that that I I don't think that they could ever really do like archaeology up there. But um, mm -hmm. so this whole like Beltane epitomizes, you know, the god and goddesses unite. You know, we're finding equilibrium here, mm -hmm. um, coming into more light, more fertility. We're seeing things pop out of the ground. I know that I'm constantly checking my garden to see how much things have grown or like what new things are popping up. I'm just like, oh, yay. Or I, it's either oh, yay, or I don't remember what you are, but I'm going to yeah. let you grow and see if you're a weed or what I planted intentionally. I know. Cause, uh, cause yeah, it's really hard to tell with weeds initially. Um, but your calendula is popping up. I think, <laughs> I mean, that's Does it look like little, like roundish leaves. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, itty -bitty and bubs. Yeah, I know. And it was so cool because I planted them in three different, um, since I have shitty soil and need to really do container gardening. Um, mm -hmm. I planted them in three separate containers and the one in the middle, there's like four of them popping up. And, um, I was like, well, that's cool, but why isn't, you know, two, the second one is popping up, but one and three aren't what mm -hmm. the heck. And then today after the rain that we've had, um, and the, and the snow all week that I missed because I was in Texas, woohoo. Like, I'm fine. I've been experiencing spring and summer for the past week and a half. I'm like, Pretty much. We've endured snow. <laughs> well, with that, the other the other little ones are popping up today. So okay. and my Yaro is doing amazing. That was already starting before I left. And it's like full bush. <laughs> it's yes. full 70s bush right now. My Yaro. <laughs> I feel you. My Yaro is so big and like seeing all the calendula, like I think it's something. In my opinion, it's something specifically about like rainwater. Yeah. Like, something magical about rainwater. And yep. Was my bee balm's coming up too again. Aww. Yeah. And echinacea. I'm super excited. I'm happy that all this my shit hasn't come up yet. I'm like, you better regrow. You were a nice big full bush last year. I'm going <laughs> to be bummed. It will. It will. Oh, Cause I was surprised mine did. And so yours definitely will. I know. I it. hope so. I feel it. I feel it. But I feel like this also gives ode to things like, you know, the plants that we see, the respect for them of like tulips and other things, but like, you know, lilacs are starting to bush out and almost probably getting ready to bloom within the next month or two. Yeah. Um, so that is like an herb that you can use for Beltane. Um, you can also use frankincense because it's related to um, the god bell and things like that. Um, 
And I also looked at this green witchcraft, uh, folk magic, fairy lore, and herb craft by Anna Mora. And she has a recipe for if you wanted to also bake some um, Beltane bread, you can. And it's just four cups of sifted flour, half a cup of ground almonds, two cups of sugar, one tube of almond paste, half a teaspoon of baking powder, and one teaspoon of cinnamon and five eggs. And you let it rise for um, 20 minutes. They kind of remind me of like almost like hot cross buns or something because you kind of <laughs> like make them in the shape of a cross and then um mm -hmm. and then bake them so I think I might try to do that when I'm I'll be at my sister's house so I kind of just like have to roll with whatever she has and honey house. cakes honey cakes are popular for Beltane Ooh, what are honey cakes what I've never heard of honey cake yeah you should make you a honey cake Make me a honey cake, honey. Honey? Honey? Um, I can look it up real quick. Well, in the meantime, we can talk about that. So like I said, frankincense you can use um, or, you know, essential oil that you can use. The Babylonians use it in honor of the, their sun god, Bell, um, or also to invoke Apollo. Um, and frankincense is like noted as like one of the most like sacred mm -hmm. kind of herbs slash essential oils is you know of course three wise men yada 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 but I say yada 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 in the sense like probably the spiritualness of these things have gone far back beyond what we know as the bible um that's why I say and then also I'm growing it well, I'm growing marigolds, um, like true, like, um, I know our calendula is technically pot marigolds, but right. I'm, uh, going to be growing, um, I think like these like large Mexican marigolds <gasps> for Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. But, um, you can also use these as a circle for purification for Beltane that they oh. say in our master book of herbalism. Oh, nice. Um, and again, visions of one's beloved may be had by mixing marigold with marjoram, thyme, and absinthe and meditating after drinking this beverage. I know are I mentioned that in, I think our last- are you making that? <laughs> oh my God. I'll make a cocktail with that. We'll yeah. be dreaming because it's got so much alcohol in it. Right. So it'll be a good time. Um, but there, there's a lot of different types of honey cake recipes for Beltane. Some use a sweet white wine and then, but it just looks like it's um, mostly, you know, like cinnamon, sugar, nutmeg kind of stuff. Do you like drizzle honey on it? Or is it like a honey, like center? Or like honey on top in the center. Let me see. Of course, not. I really want to make these honey cakes now. I know because it sounds really. I yummy. mean, anything with honey sounds delicious. I know. <laughs> and just like that means, like to me, like you know, like honey is very like yellow, which is obviously the color of the sun. So yeah, oranges, yellows are associated with 
the god bell um so you can bring in those colors if you wanted to so you you mix in the honey with um in your cake Ooh. so it's not drizzled it's like it's i've had a you honey- make the honey cakes and i'll make this beltane bread and we'll okay. meet somewhere in the middle. okay deal yeah definitely yeah the honey cakes sound amazing so yeah so the master book of herbalism by paul barrel talks about um you know like we're in tourist season which is like you know we're in tune with our feelings and and loving and everything like that so well, Taurus, which is funny to me because I always like, like equate Taurus as like loving, but really stubborn. So really like stubborn and aggressive. Sorry, Tauruses, but because my husband's one. <laughs> is he? That makes sense. Love you. He did just bring me a margarita, so I can't be mad at him. Is he? Nice. He yeah, we we're getting Mexican food tonight. Ooh. Um but the uh, kind of just like also working with the earth and weeding and tilling, just finding the balance of, you know, when to plant and feeling the earth and just, I don't know, working, working with the plants and things like that. Um, deals sit with, with the plants. With, sit with the plants with uh, uh, Beltane um, because now obviously we're, I would like to say that we're in that balance of also, you know, coolness, but warmth, but it kind of just keeps fluctuating in Colorado. So I'm like, Hey, thanks. Um, global warming. Um, but so they say in this book herbs that you can also use again, almond, um, is really good frankincense again you can use ivy there's marigolds and then again may baskets that you can use to collect flowers and give somebody a nice well wish um roses are really good and i don't know what woodruff is honestly but they say that you can use it in a circle Hmm. and have some delicious may wine which can be found at most liquor stores. So thank you, Paul. I wonder if it, I wonder. Um, I don't know what Maywine is, but uh, I, I went straight to Mead since there's honey cakes. I wonder. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. So in Arizona, they have actually. I think they won a bunch of awards, but it's called Superstition Meadery. Yeah. And I actually have a bottle of it downstairs. So maybe when I get back, we'll celebrate Beltane late and have some mead. Nice. Um, Okay. So I just looked it up and it's a German beverage. Um, Sorry, I'm (laughs) No, you're fine. I'm looking to see uh, what all it might have in it, but I bet it is sweet because it's a German. Yeah, typically a Riesling, Riesling yeah, paired with. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, hey, look. Tom's here again. Tom, to, 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 what? Wisconsin, oh, Wisconsin grows good Riesling. 
grapes. Is he trying to help you research and talking in the background? <laughs> like who's who? So according to all recipes, one mm-hmm. bottle of dry white wine, lemon juice, strawberries, and the woodruff leaves that you were just talking about. Oh my God. All right. I'm going to look this up what woodruff means, but I feel like we should get Lizzie to make a Beltane drink. Yes. You should send this to Lizzie so she can give us a recipe. And because she's actually a mixologist, basically can give us yeah this is recipe this is really cool and of course it like german it's called may vine because may wine so you just change the w to a v um how original german <laughs> i know um but how do you say it in german wood wood vine <laughs> right right probably um anyway yeah so this sounds kind of actually really easy and obtainable Okay, so Woodruff, uh, let's see, wonderfully flavored wine used to celebrate the joys of spring and is once used in Christian magic, hung about cathedrals and churches as a protective charm against evil. And that sounds like apology shit. <laughs> it's funny. It's honestly so ironic. I know. That, like the Christian, no offense, Christians. I'm just saying, learn Do your you? roots. We are a little being offensive because we were, well, we I want mean, you to learn if like talking about like the roots, right. And then mm-hmm. people who were persecuted, right. basically, Uh-oh. you know, it's like, gonna uh-huh. get on her soapbox. I'm going to get on my soapbox <laughs> because it's bullshit. Um, so no, what offense. About, <laughs> no offense, but it's bullshit. <laughs> hold it. <laughs> I mean it's kind of like I guess that is honestly it's t- to be fair it's like the people are like not to be racist but oh you know, and then you're just like what racist bullshit is about to come out of your mouth yeah but I guess Woodruff um the scientific name is Gallium odoratum uh, it's kind of like this cute little plant with white, small little white flowers. And it's, hmm, maybe I'll add it into my shade garden because it's particularly built for shade gardens um, and is used as an air freshener, apparently. <laughs> so, um, right. and is excellent at ground cover, lacy white flowers, uh, easy to grow. So, and you can grow in USDA zones four to eight. That's us. So, that is us. So we can do it. Maybe I'll add, I do, Ritual Craft is having their uh, plant sale soon. So yeah. I nice to keep talking about plants, but I really want to, after Ouija boards and Midnight Margs gals, after Shale talked about, um, uh, it wasn't Wormwood. Mugwort. Uh, mugwort. I'm like, it's... <laughs> They're very similar. Uh, <laughs> after she talked about mugwort, I want to grow mugwort. And there was one other plant that I was like, I can't remember that I was like, oh, yes. Oak and hawthorn, I think, oh, is her yeah. handle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, she's yep. the one who grows all the stuff. Yeah. Her ritual craft uh, posted something. And I'm like, yes, definitely going to get that. So hopefully, 
I think May 15th is when they're having that. So I'm hoping we should go. We should go. We, should go. we, we are going, we are going and then we're going to drink meat afterwards. So, and we're going to eat our honey cakes and fucking Beltane bread and go to the horror bar, bar and, and watch go to the horror bar. Movie. It's going to be an all day event, bitch. <laughs> Just you get ready, get ready. I think that's all that I had about okay. like, so we talked about fire pits, uh, May baskets, May poles, um, May day, May day, May day, May day. <laughs> and what he translates to, um, yeah, just make it your own, I guess. Like, you know, like however you want to let spring in, let spring in. So if that's spring cleaning too, I feel like that is also yeah. uh, light a fire. And if you can't light a, if you don't have a fireplace and maybe don't want to, cause it might be warm. Or if you have like a little fire pit in your backyard, but if you don't even lighting a candle, you know, like that's kind of part of it mm-hmm. too. And, um, I even smoke for purification too yeah. in your house, whether it's from a candle or if you want to do like juniper, yeah, or some, whatever smudge stick is calling to you. Yeah. And then I was thinking about like, I was really gravitating towards green crystals for this time mm-hmm. of year because we're, we're starting like the greenery is starting Ooh, to pop like up a in serpentine. Yeah. Or even like, um, was it malachite? Malachite, emerald. Yeah. Any they of did those. also mentioned that if you wanted to use candles and wanted to use a specific color in your rituals, having green would be good. So yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, um, that's kind of what I was thinking. And I like to do that before looking anything up just to see, not to see if I'm right, but to see if, if I'm jiving in the correct path or, you know, but I mean, it's still, even if you're like, oh, I was thinking rose quartz, like that's totally fine too. But I was thinking like anything green or like a fluorite. Or even too, like, um, because you know, we've been talking about the God Bell, like having like citrine or something like that, like yellow. I'm sorry, Tom, Tom just got in the shower and I can hear him singing a song to the cat about the cat. So (laughs) that was adorable. And Dan the other day was like, listening to Enigma, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oh yeah. I remember that. Like, oh my God. Have you heard this song? It's like, yeah, like from the nineties, man. Yeah. And he's just like, so I was listening to like a Spotify playlist and then I put that song came on. So I put on the playlist that contains that song on Spotify and I was just jamming, man. I was like, so basically what you're telling me, I was like, do you need to listen to pure moods? 1994 <laughs> that came out. I remember where it's like, and he's on there. It's like, sail away, sail away, yeah. sail away. And it's oh just like, God. so I'm laying in bed. He's laying in bed. We both sleep in our birthday suit. Well, I sleep in my birthday suit mostly, but underwear anyways. And he's just like, got this music playing. And he's just like jamming like to fucking pure moods. <laughs> in our bed he's like oh my god I just love this music so much I'm like I'm pretty sure you're my mom 
from the early 2000s early 90s or like middle to late 90s like you've you've morphed into that like we my it's funny because the friend that I used to do the Persian New Year with Azar um we used to call it mom radio oh yeah at down in Tucson 94.9 the mix is that mix fm you know it's just like the mom radio because it was like enya enigma like all those things i love it and i can I never mean, I, look at dan the same way again <laughs> also she's like, i got a small video i oh, got a small video did you really did you really oh my god it's really funny it's really funny our boys singing in the shower singing in the bed i mean he's like wailing singing to the cat about the cat wait so what is he said like what are the words i don't know ellie cakes ellie cakes whatever ellie cakes does and he's like pickerson's the fabulous one (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you're so adorable Did you have anything else to add about Bill? Well, I have the short story about Beltane. Oh, yes. You were going to say. Yeah. So tell us the story about Beltane. I'm sorry. I've been like rambling on. Cameron, I found a short story, a fiction story. Um, it is on the Berkeley Fiction Review. And this is from 2000, April 21st, 2015. Um, and it is by and I will probably butcher her name Algia Algia Sorolia so A-L-A-G-I-A C-I-R-O-L-I-A so it's it's just a short story and I thought it was kind of cool I'm excited yeah okay so without further ado (laughs) Short story, The Beltane Fire. Ritsa watched the witches gather. The yew forest behind the hills bordered an absurd shade of green and were were scattered with wildflower growths from the spring, which thrilled with laughter in the warm dusk breeze. In a small valley within it, there was dirt, a great brown clearing of soft decay that felt the absence of roots. The witches trod in all manners down to this nothing patch where a great yellow bonfire was stoked by the diligence of the dryad crones. Most of the women, age notwithstanding, pranced in unrestricted nudity down the hills. Some adorned their nakedness with a purple mud. Some kept the golden jewelry on their arms and ankles. Some simply sported antlers, tails, and teeth. Cloaks and capes lined the forest like flags as the crowd grew. No witch need worry about her possessions, her enemies or alliances, her lineage. Tonight was Beltane. The ash drifted over on the wind, the warm musk of dead branches casting a great cloud of heady perfume that settled on Ritz's wool skirt as she stood in a dense copse of pine upwind. She tugged at the neck of her dress, a dark pink shift colored by the red berries that grew on the outskirts of town. She was nearly sweating, as if she could feel the growing heat of the fire beneath her. She swept her hair, a heavy curtain of wet straw, up into a bundle with a brown cloth ribbon she had tucked inside her bodice earlier that morning. 
she'd probably be in great trouble if mom knew she'd left the old weaver's house and stolen ribbons at that. But she'd seen the specks in the sky, little black dots hiding behind clouds in the distance like inverted stars. It was the old weaver's fault, really. She spun enough tales and now Ritza believed them. The incoming flurry of women dwindled. The surrounding forest left a spider web of abandoned clothing and seemed to make the bonfire brighter. Even naked, it was obvious who were sisters. Though dispersed, a taller bunch all had wild raven hair decorated with sprigs of crimson berries that looked alarmingly familiar. They seemed strong as tree trunks, wise as old willows, regal and flexible as they stood unabashed. Ritza felt she could see the glint of their luminous onyx eyes searching for her. The older ones who stoked the fire were a merry, sinister bunch, a microcosm of mischievery composed of the oldest hags from each clan. Their skin hung like carpets of rotting leaves from frail branches, and yet they hefted logs from various piles in some chaotic dance, occasionally stopping for a brief bout of bickering over whether the next sacrifice should be oak, birch, or holly. Another few were bulbous, all soft, spilling bellies and swig swinging breasts. Ritza could almost hear them despite the distance, their words popping like Saronis croaks, laughter like muffled brooks babbling over smooth boulders. These ones all wore streaks of brown dirt. The one closest to the fire had two long trails of mud. A sister's palms dragged her down her back and close to Ritza garbled one of the brown handprints pressed onto her chest as if some sooty moth had perched in her grand cleavage. Ritza watched as the witches make rounds, a great circle of fire-tinted flesh joining and pulling apart. They had a peculiar way of greeting. One would take the palm of the other face up and the other would respond similarly until both had one arm stretched out, one hand cradling the other's palm. And with perfect synchronicity, they bent to press their lips onto them as a brief kiss. Ritza's skin grew flushed with jealous admiration from watching the women move around each other so fluidly, imbued with such inviolable elegance. The sun had begun to drift below the line of trees behind her, soon to dip all the way under the ridge of the hills where her village lay just outside the forest's western edge. And still she felt smoldering as if a million little embers had lit under her skin until her neck and cheeks and thighs felt aflame. It must be the magic, she thought, blinking hard, stumbling in a moment of dizziness. She couldn't think, not when she was inhaling all the heat of their Beltane fire, letting the smoky sweet you feel her lungs, fill her lungs and flood her brain. She'd already rolled up her sleeves, feeling sweat collect in the creases of her elbows. The witches began the ceremony. The crones, each with a different branch, exotic bows from their home forest, held them aflame in front of them and gave a yip, shriek, chatter as the witches began to surge forward. Each stomped in front of their older sister, cupped her hands, took a bit of the witch's flame, which seemed to alight in her hands like a flickering sparrow and douse herself, letting the fire roll like water over her neck shoulders, breasts, and bottom until it slipped over the tips of her feet and disappeared into the brown soil, leaving her glowing. At this, Ritza was scorched, 
the wool was determined to suffocate her until she was gray, her bodice scratching heavily against the delicate skin of her shoulders. With a startled cry, she lifted the damp cloth up over her knees, hips, back, until it was merely a dusty rose flag caught on a branch blending into the night. And that's it. Ooh, I like all the, like the symbolism of fire and like the embers and the wood. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, just like makes me interested in all the trees that we have in our backyard because I know we have you, juniper and ash and things like that. And just like how to begin to incorporate the place that I call my home into my rituals. So Mm -hmm. that was really cool. I like that. And also um, my, my tarot book talks about, you know, the because like we talk about the union between the god and the goddess here on Beltane, you know, like Maid Marian and Robin Hood, but this is my book, my tarot book follows like a different, um, you know, it's not like the cups or anything like that. Uh, I think they call it the vessels, but I mean, they all surround like the, the elements, right? Earth, wind, fire, water. And so this story reminds me of um, my tarot book talks about, all right, so now we're moving from arrows, which is air, like in the head, and we're going to the bow, which is like fire. So that's the element of fire. It's the element of action, which is very like Taurus-like too. Very much. Yeah. So it rem- this, this reminds me of like talking about like, you know, how we're like entering in this like fire realm of like, action getting things done we got the energy because there's longer daylight and Mm -hmm. more sunshine and things like that so that was a good story I like that one I liked it too it made me feel like Ritza was um burned up like she was actually being burned as she was watching Mm -hmm. but I don't know And like burning is like a sense of purification too. So is there anything else that we wanted to cover on building? I don't think so. Sweet. Should I do a card pull real quick and then we can close out? Yeah. With announcements and everything. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Let me, I haven't worked with my cards, everybody. So they're probably like, who are you? What is life? Right, let's see. I'm just gonna do a one card pool because that's how I roll. I can't get too overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, how interesting that we have the green man. No, our, he's got a big ass cauldron. Yeah, um, and he is of the major arcana. So that's pretty interesting that also that it's the green man and again, a major arcana um, and that he stands with. So usually he's paired with, I think the card after him is the green woman. Mm-hmm. And so obviously the two coming together right. to enter into um, what we would call mid, like midsummer. So, um, but the time of the greatest warmth with sun 
as it is in the highest point in the sky. Fire is the element associated with this time. I feel like this is crazy. I but, do too. Um, so the main reading points of this card are, you know, having con confidence and being assertive, um, but also allowing yourself to give to the natural flow of life and finding that fulfillment that like leads you into kind of like the best form of yourself, um, the best form for you to experience life and enjoy it. Um, obviously he's the patriarch of, of nature, the green man and the, cause the green woman is all about like fertility and coming mm -hmm. into yourself. But obviously that has like 50% of the element, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the green man like rounds out that element, um, of you just like being able to flourish because he provides the sun, he provides the heat mm -hmm. um, for, you know, like all those seeds to sprout. That's pretty crazy that that's what you pulled. I think that's <laughs> super awesome. Cause like, I'm always like, it's, I mean, I do it, but we're so sciencey too. And then that happens and you're like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like the, that's the card and I'm trying to like quickly read if there's anything else um his bounty is rich and nutritious or um, nutritious Jesus nutritious and so my bounty is nutritious <laughs> nutrients I, I was trying to say nutrient like <laughs> um same thing soaked in the golden rays of a fertile summer sun so Interesting. It's really funny that that's like, because especially like Major Arcana like gives like intense power to the reading. Uh, so I think that's super fun. Yeah. I don't know if you can pick this up or not, but I can hear Tom slightly in this. <laughs> like trying to listen for it now. But yeah, so Green Man, everybody. How surprising. I swear to God, I did not like fix no, the cards. Didn't. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Tally, you have some announcements. Yeah, you're making me, Sam. I'm making so, you do it. I'm making her do it. I'm like, you're going to be independent, awesome entrepreneur. God damn it. <laughs> um, so for my small business, the Moonery Collective, I am going to be part of an uh, virtual market this weekend during Beltane, the 30th through the 2nd, I believe. So Friday, the 30th um, through Sunday, the 2nd. Beltane, get yourself some goodies. Yeah. So, and it's a really cool, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to, that they like wanted me in because <laughs> they're they're kind of popular on, on Instagram. So it's like, Oh, little old me. Okay. Um, but they're called, this is going to be called market of the beast. Um, they're doing another one, I think in July that I might do as well. We'll just, we'll just see how this one goes, but, um, so it's a virtual market market of the beast. Check it out there. There's like really amazing, um, vendors that are going to be a part of it. And I am going to do, I'm really nervous a virtual, uh, like an Instagram live 
at 10 a.m. Colorado Mountain Time. Oh my and, God, that'll be, and you have like a little surprise at this market, right? Yes. That people can buy. You're just going to have to look at the Facebook live to figure it out. Yes. Unless um, if you want to spoil it now, that's up to you. No, I'm going to, no, I won't. It's a surprise, bitches. You're going to have to stay. It's, it honestly, I mean, so I twisted Tally's arm and I was like, tell me this surprise because I'm going to be out of town. And she yeah. told me, yeah, and so I will say you do not want to miss it because <laughs> it sounds super adorable, super cute and multifunctional. So that is true. And it's going to be multifunctional. And hopefully really cute. Um, I think it, it'll be totally cute uh, in, in a witchy sort of way. It will be. Oh my God, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I know you're going to fucking sell out of these things like so quick. Well, yeah. And I only have six of them. So damn, she yeah. is like, like, I don't know, like what you call this type of business. Like it's like micro batch. So yeah. Things in small batches because Tally's also a working bitch. She's, you know. <laughs> an archaeologist well and I'm also not trying to like make 10,000 things at once through a you know a machine so um and then the other thing is uh if you're local to the Denver area I will be at the Soto um which is South Downing first Friday on what is that the 7th I believe whatever the next Friday like the following week is uh, and that's going to be at the 2300 block of South Downing from like four to seven or four to eight or something like that. Uh, and then really excited this summer. I'm like, all getting all shy. <laughs> I'm like, do it, do it, do it, Kelly. Um, that I will be a part of the uh, Denver Bazaar on Saturday nights at Sloan's Lake. And I'll be doing that every other Saturday starting, um, June 12th. So, uh, that'll be really fun to come see me at Sloan's Lake on June 12th. Callie's going to basically just take all my money. I'm just like, I keep seeing all your stuff that you post on Instagram and Facebook. I'm like, God, I <laughs> really want this. And so I'm just going to be giving you all my monies because you deserve it. Oh, make really well-crafted things. Thanks. So well, you've helped. Hey, you helped me out at the beginning. I'll remember you when I'm big. <laughs> I'm just All the little people I had to step on to get out here. No, I'm kidding. no, it'll be fun. I'll be excited to see all the people. And I might want your help during these markets. So. I, will totally, I will totally help you during all these markets. You just let me know, boo-boo. Oh, I'll be there. Tom and I will be there with the gift of the gab being oh like, my oh my God. Because like literally your shit's really good. So overselling, like I don't have enough stuff. I'm going to be sold out. <laughs> That's fine. Because know. you know what? You make your stuff with intention and it's reeky infused and you pour a lot of intention and heart into it and it's not bat like mass batch made so nope. which is way better than other shit that you find out yeah so sweet i think i think well if you guys have any questions about where you can find tally and her all the markets and bazaars that she's at feel free to drop us a line or also if you have any questions or comments that you guys want to talk about Beltane 
you can leave us comments on Anchor, or we have our Facebook, which is Wormwood and Witches Podcasts, mm-hmm. or you can find us at our Instagram, which is Wormwood and Witches. We are very pretty active on that. Um, Haven't been so much lately, but we're we're working bitches again, bitches and witches, <laughs> bitches and witches. This uh, this week has been a lot been a shit show for all of us it's it I mean I feel like if you are listeners you guys know like life is hectic right now we're trying we're trying so hard and we just enjoy this so it's been hard to be inspirational or like just wanting to just do that extra step of needing to post on social media and it's just you know if we if we don't have if if you don't feel it then don't don't do it. You know, I mean, that comes across fake when yeah. we don't, when we are forcing ourselves to. So yeah, but we promise we love you. We're trying to pump out the content. Pump it out. Pump it out. Um, but yeah, leave us a comment, leave us a review. That would on be- that. Apple really helps us y'all. So if you have an Apple account, use it. Apple podcast review, leave us um, talk to us. We want to know. We literally say at the end of every episode, like, let us know what you're growing. Let us know this or that. Like, we want to know about our little mugwort lives that are out in the world. So until then, I guess keep it strange and keep it weird. (gasps) Ooh, did you just come up with an ending tagline? I don't know. God, I hope so. After episode (laughs) It just came out so organically. Keep it strange and keep it weird. Yeah. We'll keep working on it. But if not, that's what you guys get. That's what we get. (laughs) Until next time. um, We'll see you then. Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Tally. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.